The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic What do you want to change in yourself? How about today? Anyone who is self-aware knows there are changes we need to make in ourselves. Some of us need to become more thoughtful. Some need to take more risks. Some of us need to admit how selfish we are. Some need to act on the compassion we feel. Some of us need to stop playing big, and some need to stop playing small. Some of us sense we need to make changes, but don't know where to start. Some of us have been working hard on changing, but haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I'm there. I'm that one. I'm not there yet. (laughs) Wherever you are in your journey, this episode of Inside Out can help. Let's talk about what you need to change and what's holding you back. In fact, let's see how we can help you down that path today. So stay tuned, call in, and let host Beth Green support you in her amazingly intuitive way. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out. Oh, my God, did you hear that? Amazingly intuitive. That means I have to be amazingly intuitive today. That's right, Beth. Oh, my God. Okay. That's an everyday occurrence for you, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, I suppose I should look at myself. I haven't even had time to think about the answer to the question, well, what do I want to change about myself, and isn't it time? But I really would like to encourage people to call in soon on this topic. Because really, the meat and potatoes of, or the uh, chicken and rice, or the vegetables of this <laughs> pro- of this program are going is going to be you, and things that you want to change, and see if I can help you. You know, I'd like to try. So I don't know, James. Do you want to start with you? What do you want to change in yourself? Or, or, or I could. I'm happy to start with myself. Well, how about if I give them the call-in number too, so that they can. Uh, Good start with idea. You. All right. All right. Okay, so if you'd like to call in, call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can email us at beth at bethgreen.org. Yeah. Okay, now some of you are not going to want to call in because you're too embarrassed. And some of you are not going to want to call in because you think, oh, my God, there's nothing I need to change. It's he, she, it. <laughs> or they, or some of you are not going to want to call in because you don't know which to pick from the <laughs> <laughs> they'll never last. Well, okay. So don't you get frustrated with yourself sometimes? I do. I I would like to be less anxious. Me too. Oh my God, I would. I mean, I can at times. I am unbelievably serene and I'm so proud of myself and other times I just go buzzing off and I don't always know why that that is the case in fact I often pick up energy from other people I pick up their feelings I pick up their thoughts that's what how wonderful it is to be amazingly intuitive and I don't even know if the anxiety that I'm trying to 
uh, shift is mine or James or anybody else's. So I'd, I'd like to, well, I see I've just said two things I'd like to change. I'd like to change my anxiety and I'd like to change the fact that I pick up on other people's feelings. And I would like to change my impatience, which I believe is related to anxiety. Anybody else have any of these issues that they would like to change in themselves? Well, I got the first one and the third one. And I hope, <sighs> you, don't, I hope you don't let go of your sensitivity to experiencing people's feelings, but rather just not be so affected by them. Well, see, that is such a good point. And um, I'm not the only one who's going to feel that way about things that they want to change about themselves. Sometimes there are qualities that we have that actually are good, but they have kind of, what can I say, negative side effects that we don't know how to control. I would say this is a perfect example to start off the show. I have the ability to connect to people's feelings even when they're miles and miles away. Now, it's even more so if I'm lying in bed with them, right? I'm not saying that there isn't that factor of the, uh, the space and the, uh, you know, just being close makes it even more so. But I can pick up feelings of my clients, of my friends, of my students, no matter where they are. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that we're in the same state or even in this, the same country. Um, I can pick up on the feelings of people on the planet when I wake up in the morning. Now, why do I say that's a good thing? Well, as a healer and a counselor, it's very helpful that I can do that, that I can pick up that somebody is feeling pain or anxiety and that I can pick up what it's about. And those of you who've worked with me on the radio or who've watched, watched, listened to me on the radio know that I do have that capacity. But there is an unintended consequence, which can be that I have very little ability to just maintain my own energy field. Now, don't tell me to burn a candle or, or use a, uh, you know, a violet flame. I've tried those things, and for me, they have not worked. What has worked for me the <laughs> best is looking inside myself and saying, okay, why am I being triggered that, by this? Supposing I'm feeling the feeling, and I can, my brain can register that. Okay, I'm feeling anxiety. Whose anxiety is it? Or I'm feeling anger. Whose anger is it? I just have to remember to ask myself that question. And I also have to not use that as an excuse to pretend that I never have my own anxiety or feelings. So working on myself, becoming more self-aware, asking the question, whose is that? That has helped me to change and be able to identify it. But sometimes I am lost. And I also have the experience of being overwhelmed that when I'm working with a group, I can have a whole group of people whose feelings I'm picking up and it becomes harder and harder for me to maintain my own energy field. So here it is, I have this wonderful gift and it has a negative side. I don't want to lose the gift, but I do want to let go of the way that I am controlled by that. And I bet some of you have similar situations. Let's say you're very conscientious and you'd like to get things done properly, but can you also become a horrible taskmaster to yourself or other people? A very good quality? 
could have a negative side effect. Do we need to give up the good quality in order to let go of the part that is hurting us and others? I don't think so. We already have two callers, so you're off the hook, James. The first caller is Irene from San Diego. Welcome, Irene. Oh, hi, Beth. Hi. Hi. I've been through several different things. One of the, the first thing that came to me was what I think I can't do is really it, it, slow down mm-hmm. and take in things and still be myself. I'm so used to kind of being driven mm-hmm. um, to think, to act, to move, to change, that uh, the experience—that uh, I'm not sure that I can—I I have to slow down. I'm aging is is slowing me down, and I I have some hope that actually I'm becoming more myself. But I think I'm afraid that I'm also losing something. Okay, so what you're talking about is there's a quality that you have. What would you call that quality? Just um, determination, perseverance, get it doneness. What is that? Dri- being well, driven. That's interesting. Uh, I, I have a more sense of drivenness. Uh, okay, so you have a sense of drivenness, and you're afraid you're losing it. Yeah. <laughs> now, isn't that interesting? Well, here's a situation where you're really not asking yourself the question oh, my God, what do I want to change today? You're already seeing that that quality is being taken away from you by the universe, whether you like it or not. And what right. you're struggling with is how do you hang on to the part of it that's valuable and let go of the part of it that is hurtful to you and other people? And I'm going to venture a guess. Am, am I understanding you correctly, Irene? Yes, yes. Okay, great. So what I, what I would like to say to start with is if you formulate it that way, then you will realize that while you are losing the ability to be driven on the global scale, that doesn't mean that you can't have drive on the scale that's appropriate. In other words, what are the good things about being driven? Well, you see something, you know it needs to be done, and you have a determination to get it done. But w- when you're driven on a global level, it means you're driven about everything or, or mm-hmm. many, many mm-hmm. things. That comes from the ego. It's like, oh, I have to look good. I have to, oh, my house has to be perfect. Uh, this dinner has to be well uh, cooked. I've got to impress people. Mm-hmm. I've got to make a living. I've got to do all the... These are all the things that, that, that you've had to do. I have to look mm-hmm. like a great mother, you know, whatever. So these are, yeah. the, these are the things that you've had to do, that you've been driven to do, that your ego has driven you to. Now that you're being forced by the universe to make these changes, uh, which is kind of funny, it's, it's a different side of the same question. So you can say, well, is there a place where the drive is valuable and valid? where it actually helps me and other people. So, for example, let's say there is the drive for truth and self-honesty. You can still have Mm -hmm. the drive, but that is Mm -hmm. not the slave of your ego. That Mm -hmm. is the agent of your soul. Mm -hmm. So your soul Mm -hmm. is saying, you know, I still have a drive to be real. 
I still have a drive to be honest. I still have a drive to be connected to people. I still have a drive to communicate. And so whatever energy you have, you put into those things that have benefit to you and other people. Wow, that that brings tears to my eyes. That is so satisfying. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad. And I hope... Yeah. I hope that we have helped you to do that starting right now. Yes. So yes. why don't we just do a little, take a breath, and I want you to get the sense of what we've been talking about, what you want to keep, the part of yourself that's committed to something important. And I want you to hold that to your heart. And say, I will never lose you. And the rest... Yes, go ahead. I will never lose you. That's right. And the rest... I don't need. I don't need. That's right. And take another deep breath and feel the energy of that drive just being released from your body every pore. And say to that drive, you have hurt me and others. You have hurt me and others. But I accept that was part of my evolution. But I accept that was part of my evolution. But today, I see you and understand you. But today, I see you and understand you. And I let you go. And I'll let you go. <sighs> yes. Well, I hope that we helped you today yeah. to actually make that change. And Thank interestingly you so enough, you're welcome. And it's so interesting that this really helped uh, Irene even understand what the change was that she was trying to make. So thank you, Irene. And our next caller is Rose from Ramona. Welcome, Rose. We may have to put you uh, on hold when we have our station break, but we can certainly get started. Rose, are you there? Yes, sorry, yes. Hi. Okay. Um, okay. It was very nice to hear about Irene's drive because <laughs> and what she connected to about it. Um, one of my thoughts was I'd like to change myself and have more drive. Um, I thought I could, you were going to say that. Yeah, that was, that was part of it. it. It also had the twist of, you know, I'd like to change in the way of being ineffectual. I, I feel like there are really many days where I'm just stumped by too many things or something and my brain shuts down. <laughs> I can't, can't yes. function very well. Today I'm having a pretty functional day, but... Good. Um, Anyway, yeah, more drive, I think I would like to have. Well, 
I think what we're going to do is spend a moment really talking about whether you need more drive uh, or whether you need more clarity about where to put your energy, which, interestingly enough, does connect to what Irene was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Because when I feel it, I don't sense that your drive is missing. I sense that you get scattered. Yeah, that's what ties into that ineffectual factor. Thank you. Yes. Y- yes. So you have drive, but it goes maybe in five directions at once. And what you have not been able to accept is that you're the kind of girl who can only go in one maybe two directions at any given time. Now, let's look at that a little bit more closely. Okay. And when we're, you know, when you were younger, maybe, or when you're a mom, you've got to keep track of your cooking dinner, your baby's crying, uh, and uh, you have a load of wash in the laundry. (laughs) And you've got to keep it all straight. You know, you can't, just because you have dinner cooking doesn't mean that you don't respond when your baby is crying. And uh, women's legendary ability to multitask, you know, comes in. So there it is, and that's a necessity. Now, you could be in in a profession that requires you, let's say you're doing surgery, you've got to pay attention to the fact that, that you're cutting somebody, you've got to pay attention to whether or not the person's blood pressure has just gone through the roof or through this, the, the, the sewer. And uh, you've got to be aware of the nurse. You've got to be aware of what's happening. And at the same time, you have to be able to be f- totally focused on what you're doing. That's a skill. It's an amazing skill, don't you think? And mm-hmm. um, many of us have situations where we really have to be able to do many things at the same time. However, there's really only one focus. When you're in surgery, if you're doing a delicate operation and you're thinking about what you're going to make for dinner, you might make a mistake. So even the most adept person who has maybe a lot of multitasking to do within the context of that particular thing, and it's the same with the mother. You know, you are in charge of the household. You've been taking care of the baby. You've been cooking dinner, but you can't forget that the bills are due. So, but this is all a single focus, which is, I am responsible for this. I am responsible. And that is where the energy, the focus of the energy is for you in that kind of a situation. So, if you feel that you should be able to do that, plus plan dinner, Plus, um, do uh, think about whether or not you owe an amends to your husband all at the same time. Anybody is going to be in trouble. So the first thing I'd like you to do, and we're going to commercial break, uh, is I would like you, Rose, to ask yourself if your scatteredness is because you cannot multitask within something that is the right focus or your focus is being blown and why that is. So we're going to go that to one break. More time. Sorry, could you just uh, one more time? Sure. You're going to take a look at, is it kind of like uh, the, the mom who has to keep her focus on several things at the same time, like on burning dinner and the baby's crying, um, and that's where you're having problems? Or is it that you are not 
focusing at any given time on that one thing within which there may be many things happening. So are you having trouble multitasking, period? Or are you really having trouble uh, staying focused on the thing you need to stay focused on at any moment? Do you understand the distinction? Yes. Okay, so I'd like you to think about that. And we're going to be going to commercial break. And I also want to encourage people to call in. Uh, We have lots of uh, space for people after Rose. So stay with us, stay tuned, and call in. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back. Welcome back. Before we go back to Rose, I would like to announce a couple of things. We have a women's retreat next Saturday or Sunday, James. Uh, Saturday the 6th. Okay, Saturday the 6th. And um, you're invited. You can come via internet or you can show up in person in Southern California. But if you're not there, do consider showing up for this. It is fantastic. The women are already getting so much out of it. It's all about our healing powers, developing them and offering them to each other. It's just going to be so much fun. And also we're having... Uh, a retreat, an, a men and women's retreat here in Oregon on September 13th, 14th. I know it's a little late for you to make plans, but you can still come and you can also join us via the internet. Just go to bethgreen.org and look at our upcoming events. And there it is. And so, I just want to add that they can participate just like any other participant by being on a video conference with us. To interact, interact with everybody. Absolutely. So those are the only announcements I'm going to make right now because we have Rose on hold. Okay, Rose. Hey. Yes. So what so, did you... Yes. I think I am not a very good multitasker, but I think I've known that for a while. 
but a little side note about that is that I think I have such admiration for those who are good at it and also think well of myself when I'm able to do it. So I might have like this, this little, you know, desire for that capability and don't feel good about myself when I'm not in that state. But yes. Like, Go ahead. I was just going to say, on the other side, the, the factor of focus, I, I have issues with that, too. Um, <laughs> I think that when I focus on something, uh, I certainly have a time limit. I can't do it, you know, ongoing. Not that anybody else can either, but there's something about my limit on that. Um, and then the thing that came to mind was sometimes I can't focus on something because I probably have something to do first before I can really focus on the thing I'm trying to do. Okay, that's so great, not, Rose. Because not aware of what it is yet, or something. Right, right. Let me move ahead with this because what I'm. This is what I'm picking up about you. I'm picking up that your the that your problem is that a you think that multitasking is a good thing, and so you put yourself down for not being able to do it. And so the first thing you need to change is not your inability to multitask, but your attitude towards your inability to multitask. Okay? The second thing is where I think that your greater problem is that you can't focus on the thing that you seem to, that you need to be focusing on in the moment. That was the sense I was getting. And as you were speaking, I think you were kind of um, you, you really uh, describing that. So that if you know that you have trouble multitasking, then you're definitely going to need to say, what do I need to focus on right here? What should be the focus right now? And within that focus, what is the focus in the moment? So for example, let's say I walk into the house and it's filthy. Uh, and I say, oh my God. And I start scurrying around the house and I... And I pick up my shoes in this room and I start count, you know, cleaning the counter in the kitchen and, uh, and I throw some cleanser into the toilet. And by the time you know, I've spent an hour, everything is a mess and I'm still a mess, I'm exhausted and I don't know what I've done. So it's like that. It's like if we say, okay, I need to, I want to clean my house, where do I start? I can't be impacted by my upset about everything that has not been done. I can only use my inner guidance, my ability to connect to source and my common sense and my eyeballs. And I, and I look at it and I say, okay, what I really need to clean first is my bedroom because uh, I'm tripping over my shoes in the middle of the night. Okay. Now, with, so with the focus is I want to clean my house, but within that focus of I need to clean my house is what is the first step? If I devote myself to that first step, I will find that I can clean that room. But if I have an upset that I can't get everything done at the same time, then I will squander my energy and disrupt my focus. So my gut feeling, Rose about you is this, that you're, you're having difficulty in allowing the reality of the situation to guide you to what it is that needs to be dealt with first, because you want everything to be fixed at the same time. 
And let me say that I am that. (laughs) So what you're doing by doing this is, first of all, the first thing we're going to change today is not being able to multitask like a champ is just a function of the way your brain works. And it to blame yourself for that is just as dumb as it would be for me to blame myself for not being an Olympic athlete if I was born with no legs. Uh, you know, some people can actually overcome that. <laughs> well, I know in my case I couldn't do it. So that's the first thing we have to let go of. It's like you, you're not going to to really maximize your potential if you're blaming yourself or shaming yourself for being who you are and it's you whose potential we're trying to maximize. Okay, so the first thing is to let go of even admiring that some people can multitask. It's like, so what? I can look at an athlete who's capable of doing these incredible things and I can admire them in a sense where I can say, wow, they really have a great skill there or a great capacity. But it's not at my expense because I don't need to have that too. The second thing then I'd like you to be focused on today is looking at uh, arenas of your life where you feel that frustration about not being able to stay focused and ask yourself if you are not feeling upset about all kinds of things that are going on within that context and feeling that you want to have them all fixed now so that you don't have a sense of flow. You know, they say that a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Um, I always remember this phrase from Alice in Wonderland, you know, begin at the beginning, go to the middle and then end at the end. And uh, so what we really need to be able to develop is the capacity to know where to start and have patience and satisfaction from the starting at that point, having faith in the universe that you will eventually get to everything else. Thank you. So do you think that you can make that change now? Well, I, I, do, I feel calmer already. Um, Good. So. so why don't we do some kind of a ceremony for you before we go to our next caller? Thanks. And that would be, we'll begin with, I love the fact that some people uh, can multitask easily. Just say that. I love the fact that some people can multitask easily. And I also love the fact that some people can't. And I also love that some people can't. (laughs) (laughs) Because the world is made up of many different kinds of people. Because the world is made up of many different kinds of people. Some of the people that I see who are great at multitasking. Some of the people that I see that are great at multitasking. Are not being completely diligent about any one of the things they're doing. Are not being completely diligent about any one of the things that they're doing. And some of the people who can't multitask. And some of the people who can't multitask. Are missing the opportunity to address 
several vital areas at the same time. Are missing the opportunity to address several vital areas at the same time. Isn't it wonderful that we have a world that includes them both? Isn't it wonderful that we have a world <laughs> that includes them both? <laughs> yes, it Thank is. you, God. <laughs> yes, it is. And now I want you to say, um, when I have that frazzled feeling... When I have that frazzled feeling... And I'm having trouble focusing... And I'm having trouble focusing... It's probably because I'm feeling anxious. It's probably because I'm feeling anxious. That I can't fix everything. That I can't fix everything. At least not in one moment. (laughs) At least not in one moment. What a wonderful discipline this is. What a wonderful discipline this is. It forces me to think more clearly. It forces me to think more clearly. And to ask for higher guidance. And to ask for higher guidance. So that I know. So that I know. That where I start. That where I start. Is the right place. Is the right place. What a great opportunity. Yes, what a great opportunity. You know, honey, you could multitask your brains out, and if you're starting at the wrong place, it won't help you. I often think about a ball of yarn, because when I was a little girl, I had to roll yarn for my mom or help her to roll the yarn, and then when you had to open it, you had to find the end. You can't open and unravel that ball of yarn if you're pulling hither, thither, and thither, right? (laughs) Right. <laughs> you have to find the end. And then you, you pull it, and the whole thing opens up with no effort whatsoever. Keep that in mind. Most of us are floundering because we don't have a good enough sense of what is the end of the string. Where do I start? So let this day be the beginning of that for you. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome very, very much. And now I'd like to go to Helen uh, from California and also to encourage people to call in. We still have room for more. So welcome, Helen. Hi. Hi. The thing that I would like to change about myself is my automatic, uh, I don't know what to call it, judgmentalism. Mm-hmm. Critical nature. Yeah, critical okay. nature. Excellent. Oh, I am that. <laughs> okay. It's not a pretty sight. No, no, it's not. Okay. I am going to put on my little uh, soothsayer cap right now. I would call, last week I called myself Swami Bethananda, and I need to go a little bit deeper into you. Uh, to see what I can see here. (sighs) What is the value, the value, the real value of you being so critical? Well, I guess it, you know, I mean, which, which perspective should I take? I mean, 
honestly, it has no value other than to make me feel bad. I mean, there's no, no value in it. It makes the other person feel bad. makes me feel bad. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It can be, when the ego gets a hold of it, it can be bad. Remember I was talking earlier about how the same quality can have be very good and have negative side effects. So what I'd like you to start with, Helen, is to look at the critical nature in a more objective way and say, well, what value does this have? Well, it and has the value of, of being able to assess and evaluate the situation and what's right and what's wrong about it and what's productive, what isn't. Exactly. Now, do you want to give that up? No. Okay. Now, how do you know that your psyche deep inside isn't saying, I can't give up being judgmental because then I'll be giving up having any judgment at all? How do you know that you don't feel afraid that you're just going to turn into, oh, well, it's okay? See, I think you do. And I think that you haven't differentiated between the positive and the detrimental sides of this quality. And what you need to do is give yourself a break and start with, I love the fact that when I go into a situation, I evaluate it. Okay, I can, I can see that. Start there. So why don't you say that right now? Because we're trying to change everything now. That's our challenge today. What can we change today? Okay, I love the fact that when I go into a situation that I have the ability to evaluate it. Because that helps protect me and other people. Because that helps protect me and other people. But when my ego gets a hold of it. But when my ego gets a hold of it. It is no longer fulfilling its purpose. Excuse me, it is no longer fulfilling its purpose. My ego uses it to put people down. My ego uses it to put people down. And raise me up. And raise me up. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think that, and I mean, this is kind of silly, but I'm going to ask it anyway, uh, because a lot of you are out there have the same situation, and I hope you're thinking about this question. Do you think that the ego's perspective of trying to make you look good and trying to make other people bad actually is detrimental to your ability to evaluate something clearly? Yes. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So how about saying now, I embrace my ability to evaluate. I embrace my ability to evaluate. And I want to support it to grow. And I want to support it to grow. Now, what happens when you say that is you begin to snatch it away from the ego. So what we're doing today is we're not making you not judgmental, what we're doing, which is very difficult, it's like a negative, you know, how can you make yourself not? But what you're doing instead is you are supporting yourself to be more um, capable of evaluating and judging. Because out of a place of objectivity, you are much more able to see things clearly. So right now, Just to conclude this, I'd like you to say, I'm not going to stop being judgmental. 
I'm not going to stop being judgmental. I'm going to be. I'm going to start being even better at evaluating. I'm going to start being even better at evaluating. And seeing myself and my part is part of that. And seeing myself and my part is part of that. And take a deep breath. <sighs> yes. Yes. Thank you Love very it. much. That was a great relief. Great. Great. Okay. Well, we have a commercial break coming up, if I'm not mistaken, and then we have a couple of callers. So stay tuned. I love it. We're changing. We can do it. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is Beth at BethGreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. Before we go on to our next callers, I'd like to share that we're not going to have any more uh, have enough time for more callers today, so I'll take care of the two who have called, and and then we're going to have to close the show. But I encourage you, if you're out there and you've been listening to Inside Out and you have not been calling in, get on the stick, meaning the telephone, early so that you can get in there and we can meet and we can get something done together. Okay, and I'd also like to tell you I'm very excited that we are pulling together a special, a two-hour special for Voice America on climate change. And we've got all our panelists. It's just going to be incredible. And I'm going to let you know more about that as we go forward. And always, I want to encourage you to look at the right side of the page. And you'll see that there's a link to our forum on Inside Out. And every Thursday morning, there is a call to discuss the show. So if you haven't been able to call in, it's not too late. And... Look at the times and all of that. And if you can't do that, there is a blog that you can join. So it's never too late to be on Inside Out and to join our growing online community. And our next caller is Erica. 
Uh, good afternoon, Beth. Good afternoon, Erica. Welcome. Oh, thank you. What would I like? What would I want to change in myself today? Well, I think I would have changed it about twenty years ago. <laughs> 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 um, you know, I I think what mine essentially is is that I tried to do the right things, but for the wrong reason. Ah. Well, let me move very quickly on this because we are coming to the end of our show and I would like to get in your call and the next one, if that works out. I think you've just, you know, you have said a mouthful right there. And isn't this really what we've been talking about? We are talking about how the ego hijacks our good qualities. And what what you have just said is you want to look like you're doing the right thing because if you're doing it for the wrong reason, then you're doing it for the reason of gaining a particular end that the ego wants, whether it is you want to look good to others, you want to look like a good person, you want to look unselfish, or you want to make your mark, or something. Do you know what I'm saying, Erica? All of the above. All of the above. So this is the ego is hijacking your energy. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I feel nauseous just talking about it. So I think this is the price of outing myself is that it really has an opportunity to change. And you did that for the right reason. So you already changed it. <laughs> because if you, <laughs> I'm serious, because if you had wanted to hide that, and if you wanted us to think that you did things for the right reason, you would not have called in and outed yourself. So you already did it. So what you, I, I suggest that we do right now is I want you to take a deep breath <sighs> and say to your ego, I know I need you. I know I need you. But you have been out of control. <laughs> you have out of control. You've been telling me what to do. You've been telling me what to do. Instead of just giving me information. Instead of just giving me information. Now, here's what's coming to me, Erica. Is I want you to focus on a part of your body where, now this is going to sound goofy, but I think you can do this intuitively, where your higher consciousness lies, where it could be in your heart, it could be in your third eye, it could be in your stomach, it could be in your right toe. But wherever you can identify where you are being guided to do the right thing for the right reason, see if you can locate that in your body. And I'll check it out once you come up with something. Well, at first I thought it was um, my abdomen, but it feels like my heart. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So now you're going to continue your conversation with the ego. You say, ego, please continue to give me information. Ego, please continue to give me information. About what you perceive my needs to be. About what you perceive my needs to be. But when I am going to make a decision. But when I am going to make a decision. I'm going to turn to my heart. I'm going to turn to my heart. And let my heart take in your information. 
and let my heart take in your information. As well as all the other awarenesses available to me. As well as all the other awarenesses available to me. From other people. From other people. From animals. From animals. From my own feelings. From my own feelings. And from higher consciousness. And from higher consciousness. I can do that. I can do that. Yes, you can, Erica. You just changed. I believe you can do that. You're just, you're not, you're not shutting up that voice. You're just letting it come to the central part of you where your wisdom lies. And that's the place that the decisions can be made that are not about how you look, but are doing things for the right reason, no matter how you end up looking. So thank you so much for your call and uh, best wishes. Thank you. Thank you. And finally, uh, in the next couple of minutes, uh, it's Elizabeth from Fallbrook. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I I, I think what I've already been working on is change how I am so focused on the negative. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's right because that's what I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now what I'd like to bring to your attention is something that we've, and I, I am going to have to move quickly on this, is, uh, is what I was sharing with Helen. I think mm-hmm. that what you now need to do is to say, I have become aware of how I focus on the negative. Just say that. I, okay, I've, been, I've become aware of how I focus on the negative. And that's Wonderful. And that's wonderful. And take a deep breath. And now I want you to say that again because I could feel that you were only like partially there. And I'd like you to take a lot more ownership of this. I have become so much more aware of how I focus on the negative, And that's wonderful. I, I have become so much more aware of me focusing on the negative, and that is wonderful. And now I'm ready. And now I'm ready. To see what else exists other than the negative. <laughs> see what else exists other than the negative. You see, and take a deep breath. <sighs> because what you, you can see is if you get caught in feeling negative about your negativity, then you're negative. So Mm -hmm. I think that awareness is key. I totally believe in it. I don't believe in being Pollyanna. But what I do think is that once you start becoming aware, oops, that was negative, don't dwell on that. Look at, okay, and what else is there that I could focus on? What can I do in this situation to help myself? What can I do uh, in this situation to be more compassionate or loving? What can I do that is going to feed my soul and others? And each situation, of course, is going to have a different specific question because it it depends on what uh, you're negative about. So uh, let's say, oh, you look at yourself and you say, oh, my God, I've just gained five pounds. I'm getting so fat. Okay, that awareness that you've just gained five pounds 
may be a very good thing. Maybe you're not eating right. Or maybe you really needed those five pounds and you needed to say, oh, my God, thank God I gained those five pounds. That's a wonderful thing that I just did. But let's say that you're not eating right, you're not eating healthy, or you're eating compulsively like the rest of us. (laughs) You're eating out of anxiety. So then you say, oh, my God, I just gained five pounds. How wonderful that I noticed that there's something going on with my eating. Now, what can I do to support myself to start eating healthier again? Can I even just walk to my refrigerator and eat something healthy and connect my body and say, and feel my body saying thank you. So do you see what I mean? Each situation is unique, uh, but I just gave you an example of how mm-hmm. you can take that negative and use it for yourself. And I'd like you to say in, in closing, because we really have to go, um, I can use this as information. I can use this as information. That will support me. That will support me. To go towards the good. To go towards the good. Okay. Do you believe you can? (laughs) I'm trying, yes. Not I'm trying. Do you believe you can do this? I think because of the hesitation, there's part of me that doesn't. Uh, not necessarily. It could be okay. there could be lots of reasons that you don't want to commit to this because it, it would say that you have to do it. I think you can. And why don't you just say so? Of course I can. Uh, of course I can. Of course you can. <laughs> of course you can. Because if you're smart enough to figure out the negative, you're smart enough to figure out the positive. Of course yeah. you can. Now, can you say that? Of course I can. I'm, I'm, Exa- I'm smart enough to, what, to say what figure, now? To figure out the negative. Yeah. I'm so smart I'm enough. Smart to, enough to, okay, so I'm smart yeah. enough to figure out the negative, so I'm also smart enough to figure out the positive. That's right. And now you've shifted your focus. Yes. Okay, yeah. thanks for your call, thanks Elizabeth. <laughs> okay, James. What are we doing next week? Yes, our next edition of Inside Out will be Who Rules Your Life? Is democracy scary? And how can we make it better? How would you like to have a million strangers decide what you wear each day, what you eat for lunch, and who you date? Well, democracy is like that. Yeah, I would like that. All kinds of strangers (laughs) telling you who you can marry, uh, whether you can have an abortion, who can carry a gun, and whether or not we go to war. Whatever your wishes, in many vital matters, you don't have the deciding vote. And your life can be critically impacted by the beliefs and actions of millions of people you may not trust or can't control. And now, we have even more democracy. We used to have two political parties, a few media outlets, and one phone company. Now we have the Internet, lots of choices, everyone's on YouTube, and somebody is advocating for just about everything. Most of us like democracy when we win, but think others are idiots when we're outvoted. Let's get real about democracy, how we feel about it, how technology is impacting it, and what we can do to make it better. So join in, tune in, call in, and join our post-show forum. And now, a final word from Beth. Hi, everybody. I 
I'm so looking forward to next week's show. I hope somebody calls in and tells the truth about how they feel about democracy and how we can actually make it better. This is so fun to call ourselves on this stuff. And I know that it scares me to death to have other people in charge of me. And how can we make democracy work better? This is Inside Out, where we talk about the things that most people don't talk about, and we talk to each other, and we talk honestly. Support us to support the show. Call in, listen in, and pass on these shows to your friend. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.